Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Hello, one and all, and welcome back to the Moon Nighties podcast in the wild, wild west. It is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast where every week we sit down, chat the hottest Moon Knight news, the inside scoops, and a couple of good reviews. Uh, I am one of your regular high priests, Connor Stevens. Here with me, as always, is the other high priest up there in his chair looking down at the uh, at the other <laughs> point itself. It is Reynaldo. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, Connor. It's great to to be back for another episode. And yes, this this throne, it's not really a throne, but you know, this high chair is look, looking good. And uh, with us for the first time, I think, uh, otherwise you might have this around like we maybe do uh, our mysterious disappearing rev- reviews, it is Natasha. Hey everyone, how's it going? Yeah, good. He's good. rocking for a Sunday yeah. night because we're all Australian and I think it's all Sunday for us. Maybe. Yeah. Apart from the one-hour difference, I think, Connor, we're, we're pretty much all in the same time zone, which is unusual, <laughs> I guess, for, for our show, but really cool. And Natasha, yeah, a big welcome. Um, it, it's a real thrill to have you on. Uh, I heard you on Thanks. this... Yeah, I mean, I heard you on the Signal of Doom. You were, you were smashing it over there with, um, with Dave Finn. Yeah, look, I had so much fun. I had never recorded a podcast before. And, I mean, I'm pretty lucky because both you guys are so friendly and make it so easy and not anywhere near as intimidating as I thought it was going to be. So I had a great time and I'm stoked to be on Into the Night. So uh, keen bean. Yeah, cool. I mean, Farah, you sounded like a... like a natural, uh, you know. I'm not. I'm not. You know, pandering to you in any in any way. I mean, for that to be your first uh, podcast episode was pretty impressive. I mean, Dave kept the things going along, and and you had a lot to say about gaming and and a lot about the film industry. It was a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I had a. I was really nervous, and I think Dave could tell. Particularly, like after the first introduction, I sort of stalled, and thank God he's an excellent, amazing host because he managed to propel me forward and then I sort of just thought about it as a conversation and yeah yeah I had a great oh fantastic don't be too hard on yourself David (laughs) Finn is notoriously hard to keep up with the old coot so (laughs) he is he is you have to do fairly all right first go (laughs) exactly exactly um so yeah Natasha you've done absolutely brilliant and and Connor as well I mean um how things been on your end of uh your side of the temple uh, look, kind of dusty and old, but kind of keeping on, keeping on. Awesome, awesome, excellent, excellent. Uh, been reading Moon Knight comics, no doubt. Uh, look, I've read one at least. <laughs> Actually, that brings me to Natasha as well. Are you uh, are you familiar with Moon Knight a lot at all, or uh, um, are you kind of do you just dip your toe in every now and again? Um, I am. Pro- look, probably more dip my toe in. Mm-hmm. I sort of was it Ellis. Yeah, Ellis's. I that was my sort of first introduction, and I remember just being like, "How have I never read this before? Yeah. This is an awesome concept." 
Um, and then I read Jeff Lemire's run and really loved it. Um, and then I sort of haven't seen, I haven't sort of seen much Moon Knight mm. come out like. Well, I'm I'm fairly new and and don't know much about his past and things like that. So it was cool reading tonight's issue, actually. Oh yeah, excellent! It's very different. Um, Looney listeners, for those of you that have somehow missed the the title of our episode, we are doing a Lunapic review. Uh, this time it is a classic run review, and we'll be looking at one of Doug Mench's and the legendary Bill Sienkiewicz's. Um, 1980s run with issue nine so we're kind of slowly slowly making our way natasha through the um the golden oldies um every i think it is every uh, so let me just check waning crescent or something particular phase of the moon we um glad you know yeah that's it we uh, we review the classic runs, so we we chop and change between that the modern runs. Um, also, you know, we do uh, any f- particular film, TV reviews, uh, you know, action figures, uh, video games. We, we cover it all. So it's really cool to have you on for this one, and it'd be very interesting to hear your your insights and your thoughts on this issue because it's an old one. Um, but yeah, uh, it yeah, and it's very different from Ellis and Lemire. So um, I can't. Can't wait to hear what your thoughts are there. Um, Loonies, before we get into that, uh, just a little bit of idle chat. I thought it would be something different. Um, if we just quickly go through any recommended um, re- recommended reads or shows or musical podcasts for our listeners. So, um, Connishu, maybe if you can kick us off. Any, uh, any recommended reads the past week for yourself? Oh, the biggest release of the year, I think, unless there have been Moon Knight comics this year, then it's those ones. But if it wasn't those ones, it is uh, Jeff Lemire's new uh, The Deaths of Vic Sage. Okay. Question, The Deaths of Vic Sage. I think that's its full title. Yep. Let me pull it up. Uh, I think if there is any street-level run I run as I love as much as I uh, love Moon Knight, it is The Question, the original... The original run is like, I don't know, 30 issues of perfection and then goes further back to the old Charlton comics and the Ditko era. And this is just absolutely the character at its finest, Lemire at its finest, something wow. new, something old, just smashing together. Gorgeous. It's actually got, um, oh, hold on. Sorry. I won't cut that up. Oh, yeah. Dennis Cohen on pencils, and then Bill Sienkiewicz himself on inks. Ooh. Chris Sotomayor on colors. Willie Schubert on letters. So it is just this absolute just pantheon of talent releasing a new question story, which is a story I haven't had, I don't know, in years. Wow. And it is just perfect characterizations. Perfect if you never read the character. Perfect if you love the character. Please dive in. It's part of that weird black label thing. Okay. It's like a 50 page special every two months. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, wow. Uh, Natasha, are you familiar with the question? Uh, uh, the, the specific title? Um, oh, the, the character. Is it, is it a character, Connor? I'm actually not that Yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, guy, the guy with the no face, right? He's, he's like a You uh, better believe detective. it. Yeah. Uh, i like, vaguely sort of been aware of it, but I, I, I don't know much about it. But okay. if you're saying that, that good and Jeff Lemire's writing, I will, I will dive onto that. Oh, there you go. Well, we, we better put some um, details in the show notes there. So Looney's as well as Natasha and and look, you've sold me, Connor. I might check it out myself. Um, 
the death of Vic Sage, right? Black Label DC. Um, That's the one. Right. How about Natasha? Any uh, anything reading? It doesn't have to be comics. It could be a novel. I know you read a lot. Um, <laughs> any any recommended reads for the list, listeners out there? I. Uh, yeah, in terms of comics, I'm sort of finishing up the War of the Realms with oh. the third volume of Jason Aaron's Thor. Right. And look, War of the Realms it was something I've been looking forward to for such a long time because I've been reading Jason Aaron since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just everything I wanted wow. uh, and more. Um, in terms of books, have you heard of the series His Dark Materials? Oh, the, there's a TV show come out, right? Yeah, so they've just made a they've just made a TV show which I think is doing really well. I haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. um, but he so that's sort of the original trilogy. And the writer, who's one of my favorite writers, Philip Pullman, has just he's in the process of writing a second related trilogy. Okay, and uh, I just finished the second book of that, and it's so good. Cool. The, oh, he he's just a genius writer, like. The way he's sort of entwined all the stories with the past is just insane. Right. Um, it, it's masterful. If you if you had to explain it to a layman um, or, or sell it as a, like a bit of a pitch as to what the, his dark materials is about, what what is it about? Oh man, that's that's so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy concept to explain, but it's I guess this alternate reality where each human has a demon so i guess it's like half their soul is in Mm. animal form and and uh eventually that animal settles uh to reflect that person's personality and it centers on an 11 year old girl who one of her friends she's an orphan and lives in an in a college in Oxford and one of her friends goes missing there's a bunch of kidnappings and that leads to uh you know, Nordic armor-clad bears and witches from their demons and epic battles with a church. And uh, there's uh, there's a lot of sort of religious, uh, I don't know that you'd say criticism, but it's certainly a part of it. Um, It's just epic and it's it's really beautiful and it's amazing. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Cool. I mean, I've heard some good things about the TV show um, and I think yeah. some people talking about the book. So it certainly is kind of getting a lot of lot of interest at the moment. Connor, have you heard of it as well? Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've always intended to. And even with that TV show, I've intended to, but I just haven't got around to it. But mm. it sounds, sounds bloody good. It sounds really it's good. It's really good. Great. So that's another one on the list. And War of the Realms as well. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that um, as well. And I'm one of the few that haven't read Thor, Jason Aaron's Thor. I'd really like to start from the very beginning now because he's kind of finished it and everyone just, everyone says it's really good. So <laughs> um, I feel like I'm missing out. But um, no, no, that sounds great. Uh, look, the only uh, recommend for me, uh, I'm just reading through some epic collections. I'm reading currently The Ghosts of, uh, Ghosts of the Past. It's an Incredible Hulk epic collection. One of my favourite writers and teams, uh, Peter David and Dale Keehan, in the 90s, a uh, nice collection of, uh, oh, I don't know, 14, 15-odd Incredible Hulk issues. Uh, beautiful art, Dale Keynes. I'd have to say still one of my favourites. Um, yeah, just uh, that, that's kind of um, what it was. Uh, the Ghost of the Past is a, um, a four-parter about the, uh, the UFOs. Are you guys familiar with the UFOs? 
No. 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 Oh, okay. They're, they're pretty much Hulk, um, Hulk villains. Very larger than life. Like one's called, I think, X Ray. Another one's Vector. Um, this other other one, she she can turn into any gas. And there's a uh, Ironclad. He's like your big strong guy. Anyway, it's a nice, nice kind of old fashioned just action packed um, run. So yeah, that's um, that's pretty cool. Uh, now watching anything we're watching, guys. Um, I'll start. I'll start with Natasha. Uh, anything that you could recommend? If there's one show that you could recommend, what would it be? Or one or one film? I mean, you. Yeah. Um. I haven't. I'm sort of waiting to watch things. Mm. I haven't. I haven't. I really want to watch Watchmen, and I really want to watch his Dark Materials. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out a way to get access to that. Uh, yes. I haven't. I haven't watching too much yeah. lately have you got disney plus oh, or yes i got it this week cool um good lord it's beautiful <laughs> yes now it is fun i must say um yes yeah, so, so no shows then or, or how about films um you're a quite a uh, keen yeah film, yeah, film uh, buff does it have to be like a recent film or can it just be no, one that I've seen? No, one that you've seen and that's made an impression on you that you could like, like you'd like to recommend. Oh, okay. So, well, I rewatched Captain Marvel last night. Hey, and, cool. And uh, on Disney Plus. Um, and I just, I just love that movie. Mm. I really do. I was just so thrilled with it. Yeah. Being oh, a Captain cap- Fan. Oh, it, it is a lot of fun. I was actually thinking of watching that last night as well, just by pure coincidence, because uh, I'm kind of working myself up to watch the end game, like end yeah. game again. But um, mm. yeah, no, Captain Marvel's pretty cool, and Disney Plus is good. Connor, do you have Disney Plus as well? I sure do. Yes. And uh, any recommends, not only from there, but anywhere else that you? Well, uh, yeah, I think the big two ones, I see you've also got Watchmen there. That yep. is just definitely my favourite show on TV mm. right now. Absolutely yep. off the charts. It is brilliant. Damon Lindelof, yep. back on one. Yep. Um, so many great actors. Yep. What What are your thoughts, just incidentally, of it not kind of adhering to, you know, being connected, I guess more loosely connected to the Alan Moore graphic novel? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think I think it's genuinely brilliant. I think it's yeah. the the perfect continuation in these contemporary times. It's got the right amount of standing on its own while also being, yeah. I think, completely connected in the DNA to what they're doing. Yeah, what I, they did in the original novel. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you as well, but um, for slightly different reasons. Look, I, I I'm not a particularly big Watchmen like graphic novel fan. I mean, I own it, I've read it, and all that, um, and I can see how it kind of is inspired by it and it's moved away but I don't care I think it's a really good show like you know if you if you're a huge Watchmen fan person and you you know you want it to be so closely linked then sure I think you'll be disappointed but as a as a show in its own right I think it's very strong it's like the production is so well done and the acting is so and the writing I think it's really good uh, so um yeah I mean I can't I can't lord it enough as well did you guys read before Watchmen? No. no. Yeah, I did. I like the Darwin I... Cook drawn one because that's good, but I wasn't really a fan of any of the others. Yeah. So that's not necessarily worth a read, or? Uh, no, when yeah, no. Well, I think it's almost an interesting thing to look at. I know some people like it, but 
I think generally I've kind of got this one bespoke version of watch in my head that kind of got funneled well under Lindelof. So like I don't like uh, the Doomsday Clock series either, or the Zack Snyder mm. movie. So I think I think they're all interesting to check out, but I'm not sure I could totally like recommend it that people would love it. Right. Okay. Interesting. I'm yeah. so keen for that. So it is very good, Natasha. I mean, just yeah, it's great. I guess you might. You, I think you. You probably do have to know um, some prior knowledge. Like there are some references to the the graphic novel in that show, but I don't think it hurts at all. You can you can just like just go with the flow, and it's like uh, yeah. I've read um, I've read the like the original, the Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. I just haven't read Watchmen. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. Basically, I've just read the original, yeah. and and that's enough for me, really. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, Look from the Disney Plus. I'm just going to call out um, the Fantastic Four uh, animated series from the 2000s, World's Greatest Heroes. Um, I just started watching that because I saw that the um, Namor, the Submariner, was in one of the episodes. So I watched that one first. Uh, of course. And it's really good. Yeah, it's kind of done in a um, like a anime manga style, uh, and it's yeah, it's really so. I really dig the um, the animation. And uh, it's good, yeah, it's good to see something, you know, some decent animation with uh, the Fantastic Four. So um, I highly recommend there for um, for the listeners. And finally, uh, listening, recommended listening, anything, guys. Um, start again with Connor. Any music, albums or podcasts that you're listening to? You can recommend the listeners. Um, nothing really new. I think some of the biggest album hits of the year have sort of pass back for a bit mm-hmm. um i'm enjoying both the watchman and the mandalorian soundtracks i think Ooh, nice. uh, i've been listening to a lot of old renditions of classic jrpgs i think that's about it okay so what what are sorry what are jrpgs uh japanese role-playing games kind oh, of okay. like a okay Excellent. Showing your age, Ray. <laughs> I have no idea what that was, but yeah, now you've literally spilled it out for me. It's great. It, it makes sense. <laughs> um, Natasha, any any um, podcasts you're listening to or music? Um, in podcasts, I've been listening to you know Dax Shepard, the actor. Um, no, what's uh, he? He's in a show like called Parenthood. Um, to be honest, I don't think he's that well known outside of that series. But he has this really interesting podcast called Armchair Experts. Okay. And um, he gets a, an amazing array of guests on. And he had Amelia Clark on this week, and she gave a really sort of frank interview about her time on Game of Thrones and the manipulation to get her naked and oh, things. Wow. It was really. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really good. And uh, I think because the guests are really super comfortable and it's a lot more easygoing than, say, a formal interview, they they reveal more. Mm-hmm. So I've been really into into his podcast at the moment. Nice. Uh, so is it Dax Shepard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dax Shepard. It's called Armchair Experts. Okay. Arm, armchair Experts. Um, so, oh, he's married to... Um, do you watch The Good Place? Well, no. Veronica Mars. No, my if my partner does, she loves it. But no. Um... So he's married to the lead girl, uh, Kristen Bell, in oh, in both of those. Frozen. Yeah. She, all I just know, yeah. she's Frozen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Frozen. Yeah. 
Nice. But yeah, so that's and the end game soundtrack is the oh, the one good. I've had on it's so good oh man well they're kind of like at the back of every comic book you still see they're kind of advertising it it's like i just i can't help not but you know get um affected by seeing it every time i read a comic book yeah Yeah. oh i i think i was in the car and the the was it the portals piece came on and i just got chills because it just Straight back to when those portals started opening, and oh man, you're gonna have to gonna have to listen to that. That sounds so cool. Um, it's pretty. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to. I don't want to get this name wrong for this podcast I've been listening to. Uh, look, I'm just gonna call it Life Is Peachy podcast. Um, it has one of our fellow loonies there, Noel Tate, who is a frontman to Delita, Woo! who supplies the music to to our show. Uh, Noel is a guest there. Um, they basically review um, movie soundtracks, I believe, and they're doing Judgment Night, which was a, a 90s film. Um, it has a lot of 90s music on there. Noel tells me the host is uh, his ex-roommate, so um, you know, they've got a connection there. But Life is Peachy, uh, I, I nearly finished the episode. It is so much fun. If you know Noel as well, <laughs> he takes apart the, the soundtrack uh, Needless to say, he's not the biggest fan of it. So it's a lot of fun to just hear that, uh, just for pure entertainment value. Um, but Judgment Night is um, is the the movie. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys have have you heard of Judgment Night at all? No. no. Okay. Don't, you don't. You don't need to. You know, you don't need to look it up. Apparently, it's not that good. Um, so, but apparently, it was made more famous because of its soundtrack. So um, it kind of mis- they mishmash. Um, like heavy bands like Helmet with um, with rappers like so mix a lot so it was a very weird kind of yeah kind of hybrid uh, so anyway Life is Peachy is the podcast I'm not entirely sure if that's a title but uh, it'll all be in the show notes loonies uh, just check it out now um, we've just got a, a couple of things to do uh, Connor and Natasha before we get into our review I had a quick scour over for our white noise our latest. Latest news over the interwebs for Moon Knight. Um, the things that have been banding about, uh, you probably have seen the Russo brothers. Uh, they have informed Inverse that they'd be interested in doing something for Moon Knight. Um, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Connor? Uh, is this a good thing or is it something that you know they should just steer clear of? What do you reckon? Yeah, it's definitely not a bad thing. I think, you know, a movie series directed by them whatever it would be definitely wouldn't be bad but i'm all i'm all about new creatives getting involved so mm-hmm. you know i definitely I, I definitely think i'd prefer something new as much as the russos have definitely proven themselves mm-hmm. yeah definitely and, and natasha what are your thoughts um look i look i can't i you can't fault the russos i think mm-hmm. if they're involved then it's probably going to be a quality production um I mean, again, it's a bit like Connor in that it would be nice to see just like a fresh take mm. on things. Um, I don't know. Like, I could kind of see Whedon doing something with it. He hasn't done anything for such a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, that could be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, look, if they're on board, I'm on board. So. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much share both of your sentiments the same. I mean, they've obviously proven themselves and they're very capable. And if they do do something, I'll be happy all for it as well. But at the same token, 
I think there's an opportunity there for, for Moon Knight, the TV show, to actually do something slightly different. Um, you know, you could, you could argue the supernatural, the horror elements. You know, you can do something different um, with him. And I feel someone else or, you know, just some, someone with a different perspective would, would have a good stab at it. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty pretty accurate. Mm, yeah. So um, I don't know. They just made one again. They just made a passing comment. You know, it's not like they're going to do something. It's just like you know. Oh, would you like to do it? Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty cool if we did. But you know, so it may not eventuate into anything. Um, speaking of rumors and not eventuating potentially um just the only other things going out on uh, online is this whole thing about moon Knight being tied to the blade movie this this has seemed to have gained momentum since uh it was released or someone dropped it who knows um i think i mentioned it in the last episode but uh again connor what are your thoughts on this would this be a good thing is this pure rumor i mean pure rumor i doubt there's mm. Maybe a buzzword in an office or possibly absolutely nothing. But I'm really looking forward to that Blade movie. Maybe I'd like the Blade movie on his own. But also, mm. if Moon Knight was there, I think that'd be pretty damn good. I think we're kind of over the classic origin movie. So I think yeah. introducing more heroes into a film can sometimes help heal over that first wound, rip off that first band-aid. So. Yeah. yeah. I so agree. I'm kind of really past origin. Yes. Oh. Like, I mean, Captain really, Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel did it really well. I thought. Yeah, because it kind of also didn't feel. Mm. It it didn't spend a lot of time establishing. You know what her life was like before it kind of picked up with the action and. Yeah. Retrospectively. Yeah. Hinted at things, but. Yeah, I'm really fatigued by that whole. Yeah, I'd I'd agree as well. It's uh, it, we're well past it now, um, and I got that feeling. What was it with? Um, uh, uh, I think it was Venom or Doctor Strange when that came out. I was kind of like, oh, this he's an origin again. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to break away from that, really. Otherwise, I think they're going to really plummet in popularity. Um, so yeah, so, so backdoor, you know, introductions are the way to go. I'd like to see Elsa Bloodstone actually introduced in the Blade movie. Oh, that would be brilliant actually. Yeah. I know she's not entirely vampires, but she's monsters, so you can tie her with it and, um, man, she she she'd be a lot of fun. Um, very, very kind of tough as nails. Um, yeah. Um, finally... We have a tweet from Matt Rosenberg, so Looney's The Glimmer of Hope is still there. Look, we've got a TV show coming, so we can't complain, but we are starved of comic book appearances of Moon Knight. I've got here on the 22nd of November, Matt Rosenberg, and a big thanks to friends of the show, Capes on the Couch, for this, alerting me to this. Uh, Matt Rosenberg tweeted, I mentioned wanting to write Moon Knight and you all go crazy. I really appreciate it, but have no plans right now. Fair enough. But have no fear, there is lots of good Moon Knight content coming, I promise. So, he can't only be talking about Serpent War, right? He's got to be talking about something else. Well, it has to, it has to be more than more than that, surely, mm. because, from I mean, just from the brief chat you and I had about that, yeah, about 
Secret War, it doesn't sound like Moon Knight's that that heavily in it, really. Mm. Is he? I, th- I think he might be. Um, I don't know. I'm only assuming uh, because he's kind of a man out of his time, so he gets thrust in. So he'd have to have some sort of spotlight, right? Would you think so, Connor? Oh yeah, I think I think he, I think he'll be a decent main player. I think mm. with the story just about the four of them, it should be good. Mm. I think I think that will do all right. I think uh, was it is it Zubby, the man Zub himself, writing it? Yep, yep. I think I think he's done some good hype for um, Moon Knight being there, and so hold on, you guys still there? Yeah, still here. Okay. No, my internet just says it's dropped out, but apparently oh. I'm still here. So, <laughs> um, all right. What was I saying? Anyway, yeah, the build-up to Serpent War, I think there's been a lot of Moon Knight hype. So it's sad that, you know, there's still no confirmations of an ongoing, but we've got Serpent War and yeah. Jason Aaron still possibly writing. Yeah. That yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. Uh, I hope so. so. He's very good, isn't he? Um, oh, I've been enjoying the Avengers run. Uh, I, I, it was a bit of a slow start, but after that it's it's been firing and, and War of the Realms and stuff has been really cool. Um yeah, look, I'm just hoping Matt Rosenberg because look, he did use Moon Knight himself. He didn't, he didn't kind of um, promote it a lot, but you know, we we latched onto it. And Moon Knight in the Punisher book, which Rosenberg was doing, didn't end up to being you know that spectacular. So uh, the only concern I'm having is that Rosenberg is talking about this, but it's going to be um, what do you call it? Just um, token uh, appearances of Moon Knight in in comics here and there, and I hope not. Was he in, uh, was Moon Knight, I can't remember, was he in Doctor Strange Damnation? Yeah, oh, yes, he was, he was. Yeah, that, that would have been the last sort of yeah. uh, thing I read with him featuring. Oh, okay, I well, think. it's a terrible, and terrible um, one to be, like, I hope it didn't dissuade you from Moon Knight, because I don't know, I oh, didn't. Yeah, okay, okay, good, because I, I didn't like the way he was, you know, portrayed there. Um <laughs> He was also in Contagion, which was just recently released uh, around October. Um, that was a five-parter. Uh, very disappointing towards the end, I felt. Um, but, but he has a big part in that. Like Connor and I, we did talk about it. Um, he uh, he ends up basically saving, you know, saving the universe. So nothing, nothing too big. <laughs> uh, yeah, but not not. Yeah, it wasn't that great a story, to be honest. Um, so, so there you go. I mean, those, those are the little bits and pieces of news that you know were cobbled together over this week for Moon Knight. Now we're edging closer, uh, Connor and Natasha, to our review. Just another couple of things, a little spectacle, uh, a little shout out we like to do. Um, just in the February solicitations, it was announced that Adventures in Fear, the omnibus hardcover will be released. Uh, that's a mammoth, uh, I don't know, I think 40-issue um, run um, in hardcover, and it has some Doug Mensch stories. So I just wanted to to um, share that there. Obviously, a Moon Knight alumni and creator, Doug Mensch, um, for that. As for our final little segment of Nightwatch, um, this is what we'd like to do. Just in case you collectors out there, loonies out there, wanting to know where Moon Knight is appearing in comics to add to your collection, uh, look, there's no appearances uh, of Moon Knight that we can foresee until about December 4th, which is Serbit War, as Natasha um, referred to just previously there. So 
uh, if I'm wrong, Looney's please uh, write into the group or uh, post it up on our page. Uh, we'd really love appreciate. Uh, we really appreciate it if you um, share the info. Uh, but as far as I know, there's no other appearances of Moon Knight until December fourth. So, having, okay. sorry, is that next week? Yeah, I was going to say that's a fair way off, and then I realized, actually, it's pretty much next week. <laughs> yeah, it's about a couple of weeks, right, I think? Um, two at most, maybe? Two, uh, yeah, just, just, yeah, you're right. So not not that long to go then. <laughs> uh, the Nightwatch, yeah, so um, this coming week, nothing. But, uh, yeah, Serpent War, all guns are blazing. There are a massive amount of variants to get. You know, go get them. Moon Knight is on all of the covers. It's really good. So, um yeah. Uh, any anything else, Connor? You want to add? Um, uh, you'd like to add in any any of them? Otherwise, we can press on. No, I think that's it. I'm I'm glad Marvel is so dedicated to uh, the their incredible horror back catalog. Mm. Yeah, I'm loving yeah, it as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. All right. Well, why don't we just take a quick break, and when we come back, we will do our Lunapic review, which is a classic run. As mentioned, Doug Mensch, Spill Sienkiewicz's issue nine, uh, and it's called Vengeance in Reprise. So catch you after the break. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on. Hi, this is Dave. And I'm Stu, and we're from the Signal of Doom. We're proud members of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the second part of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is our review section of the podcast with a handy-dandy name, I seemingly forgot. (laughs) Yes, we are here to talk about the ninth issue of the first volume. As I said at the start of this episode, I am fairly sure we covered both issue 9 and 10 (laughs) in maybe like one of the first 10 episodes. Yes. But if we can't remember that, you guys probably can't either, so maybe we're safe. Yeah, I think I think we mentioned that offline, Connor. Yeah, and Natasha, sorry, um, Connor and I, we may have covered this issue before, but look, <laughs> we're different now. We've developed, we've matured. Some say we've, we've grown. Re- we've grown. Some say we've regressed. So we've got different views now <laughs> on this issue. It'll be very interesting to hear, and of course, it'll be very interesting to hear your thoughts as well. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yes. So yeah. So uh, this is Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, so no, sorry, go on, Connor. No, I was going to say, so this is Moon Knight Volume 1, Issue 9, Vengeance in Reprise, published July 1981, with writer Doug Mensch, penciler Bill Sienkiewicz, also on inks, uh, colorist Bob Sharon, letterer Joe Rosen, and editor Denny O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And um, available 
currently in single issues or floppy format. If you're lucky enough to track one down, it's available digitally on Comixology, Kindle, and Marvel Unlimited. So go check it out if you um, have access to those. Um, and I'll be reading it from, it's also in a collected edition, The Epic Collection, uh, Volume 2 of Moon Knight, titled Shadows of the Moon. So if you have an epic collection of that... Um, turn to page 97, and that's your issue. Now, Loonies, before we get into it, for those that haven't listened, what we're going to do is we're going to... Um, Natasha is going to be very kind as to um, uh, give us the synopsis, the bare bones, um, you know, laying the land as to what this issue is about. Uh, we will then review it with uh, some key points in it, um, the aspects being writing, art, themes, characterizations, and any references to other runs, and we'll end with a rating, um, and that can either be Natasha, it can either be our vanilla rating, which was our original moon rating system, or Konishu has kindly donated his um, <laughs> patented rating system there, so you can choose one or, one or you know, or both. Uh, um, Tired at like 12 o'clock, who knew this would stick? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, this is um, also, so Natasha. In your most, you have a very dulcet tone already, but in your most fantastic voice, um, if you can give the listeners the bare bones for this. In a gathering storm, Moon Knight watches a tall building from a nearby rooftop. The Daily News says that Bushman has escaped from a maximum security pen. Moon Knight glides across the street and crashes through a window into an underworld casino. At Stephen Grant's mansion, Marlene Alron? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've grown, but not enough to learn how to pronounce <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring it then. Yeah. Uh, tell Samuel about the statue of of Khonshu and the birth of Moon Knight see issue 1 does Khonshu's spirit actually inhabit the body of Mark Spectre or does Spectre only think so only Khonshu knows for sure elsewhere in the building Frenchie works on the new helicopter the old one having crashed into Lake Michigan in issue 7 Moon Knight pacifies a few goons and asks about Bushman Bushman he notices one goon slipping out the back door and follows the man's catalogue Cadillac in Lockley's cab. Awakened by thunder, Marlene sees a man in a mask and she screams, which brings Frenchie. The masked man knocks down Frenchie and escapes. Marlene and Frenchie see that the statue of Conchu is missing and Netta says that Samuels is missing. Lockley finds a Cadillac parked beside an open manhole off 34th Street. He calls Marlene to update her. She doesn't tell him about the statue. He spends an hour searching the tunnels with the water rising before hearing a noise. It comes from a very high room, strung with rope like a spiderweb. He begins to climb. Marlene realises that the intruder might have wanted the statue for its artistic value. She goes to the mansion's gallery. Anton Mogart's opera cape is also missing, so the thief was Midnight Man introduced in issue three they head for 34th street mogart swings down and knocks moon knight into the web he says that after he survived his fall into the river he drifted under a drain that poured chemical waste on his face he hid in the sewer for three days when he returned to his mansion the police had confiscated his art collection to add injury to insult the chemicals had burned his face 
To get revenge, he stole the statue of Konju. Now, he pushes it off a high platform. Horrified, Moon Knight sees it smashed to bits. Mogart begins shooting at him. Driven by instinct, he leaps and swings, dodging the shots until he captures Mogart and demands to know where Samuels is. Bushman appears on a higher platform with Samuels and the goon that led Moon Knight here. He pushes a plunger, blowing a hole in the wall. Stormwater begins to fill the chamber. Yes, so that was the Bare Bones. Oh, very well read, Natasha. Um, and courtesy of Wiki. So whoever wrote that for Wiki, <laughs> highly detailed synopsis. Thank you for, for that. All the details covered in there. Why, why even bother reading the comic? That's what I say. Um, it's all there. So, um, so let, yeah, let's get into it. Let's kick off. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say, Natasha, about this, uh, this comic and this comic of the time. What did you think of this issue? Uh, so I'll be honest. In terms of when I when I had a flick through mm-hmm. and saw that it was sort of early eighties, mm-hmm. I, being a child of the early thousands comics and their very shiny, realistic art, mm-hmm. was trepidatious. Mm-hmm. But when I read it, I really dug it. Awesome. I really liked it. I thought the I thought it was cool how it kept. Um, even the frames, the sort of movement yes. through the frames is quite different and more, far more – it's used more creatively, I think. Um, but I, I love the idea of, like, almost a Batman-esque mansion <laughs> full of art. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've said the wrong thing, that's haven't a, I? That's okay. You're allowed <laughs> – we're allowed one reference per episode. <laughs> I only mean in the sense of a, of a large mansion full of weird stuff. Like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> that's, um, that's fine. Yeah, cool. I, yeah. I, that aesthetic so i yeah no i really I, I surprised myself at how much i enjoyed the issue not having any context for it either that's but really, um that's really yeah. good that's really good i mean i guess testament to um the eloquent writing of doug mensch and uh yeah i mean as you mentioned maybe not your cup of tea for for art you know um but uh, the writing was enough to draw yourself um yourself in uh, connor as well uh revisiting this had he defined it again was it good i really enjoyed it i mm. think um look i'm constructing a timeline in my head and i don't know i keep saying a lot that this is the part when when Menches ren really really takes off uh, i think i always put that that kind of needle ahead of this issue but there's a lot of stuff yeah. looking back at this i really liked about this issue and where it would lead mark in the future so i was i was nicely surprised going back in and i think the art's really strong here as well the reason why i always remembered that we spoke about this issue is that one page where yeah. um midnight shooting him across the nine different panels as he yes. chases around that's like seared into my head i think cool. it is for a lot of people very iconic and um so innovative i think of sinkevich there or, or men whoever kind of instructed or collaborated to do that look let's let's jump straight into art then for that because i wanted to talk about that as a jumping off point as you say kind of brilliant um layout there very memorable uh having reread this again did you notice that sinkevich Intentionally, the, the the panel layouts are identical. They're just four horizontal panels, nearly every page. Um, so he has a, a rigid structure to the comic book. Um, without fail, they're all kind of just four um, from left to right, just um, long, 
um, but four uh, panels stacked on top of each other. Uh, and I think that's a really, I don't know, depending on how successful you think it is, um, I've, I really admire Sienkiewicz for, for doing something really, really simple. But my interpretation is that if you look at the first splash page, um, I love the sense of disorientation or, or the kind of uh, the angular perspective that he gives it. So it's not steady, right? We, we get introduced with Moon Knight on the rooftop. It's kind of slanted. It's off kilt. Um, and it kind of, kind of gives you that sense of movement. But then everything else panel-wise is the four panels all the way through. Not until... Uh, well, there's one where you get him opening up into the sewer with a very vertical shot of um, the, the spider webs and the platform. So Sienkiewicz then just breaks up the layout there. Um, and then, of course, actually once the Conchu's statue is destroyed or is smashed in that story, immediately you get um, the change in the panels. You get those nine panels, which he does over two, page, two pages with um, Moon Knight and Midnight Man fighting. I think it's just really, really cool because um, those f- four panels were so kind of solid throughout, you know, the layout of the whole story. Now that you've drawn my attention to it, I I sort of didn't pay much attention, but yeah. 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 Man, that is really interesting. I mean, well, I had a look at, at the the previous issues as well, and this is not like it's not like lazy layouting by um by Sienkiewicz. Just uh, it's not like he's done that before as well. His other previous issues are all you know are all different. Um, the pages are full with different sorts of panels overlapping, different shapes and everything. But it's this actually this issue where he just sticks to this four panel um, grid, and I think he raised this Connor in our initial review. Oh, probably. That was like, man. Was I maybe still in high school? Jesus Christ. I think you were. You were. I think it was an early episode. Connor, you referenced it. It was one of our first 10 episodes somewhere. Um, But yeah, so I thought that was very interesting layout art-wise. Now, Natasha also as well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a lot of Sienkiewicz's art. I, I don't think he's really hit his stride here. Um, okay. He's starting to mess around with his with his style. Um, uh, previously, he had a very Neil Adams kind of style. Here, he's starting to be a little, I don't know what you call it, a bit, little bit more sketchy. Um, and then later on, we see him um, playing around with, with textures and different media in, in his artwork, which is kind of his signature thing. I'm trying to think of what I might have seen his work in, like, in the last decade uh, or so okay um yeah he hasn't done much i don't think new mutants he did just recently um yeah i, I can't really place what he's done absolutely oh, electra he did electra assassin okay yeah yeah he does yeah he does yeah. a lot of covers yeah that was like gorgeous that was yeah. absolutely beautiful electra work yeah 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 he's it's a very um Distinct artist, I'd say. Like you, you can't not. I mean, you can you can tell Sinkovich's art. Uh, uh, Connor, any anything on writing then? Yeah, I um, I think I think I, I've spoken about this a lot before, and I think kind of more uh, relevant now that Natasha's back as well. And she brought up kind of jumping back to the eighties. I think Moon Knight this run was really one of the first times I ever did kind of split from modern comics of the 2000s back to the 80s 
and I think like once again I've I've always spoken about this, but uh, men, uh Mench's uh novelist novelist bones means that a lot there's a lot of flourish to the mm. the jagged edgy narration. I mean there's still a lot of it, especially in the back half of Moonlight's like what webs guns yeah. whoa I'm gonna <laughs> climb up there. There's a lot about the start, especially in the rain, about him chasing down these criminals and dealing with dealing with the yeah dealing with kind of Bushman's return and something seeping in the air. But I think what I like most about this issue is, and what I talk about moving the needle back, kind of where this kind of follows on, is I really like the uh, Mark's like really sort of consistent narration now you really get the feeling of these identities being so different you really get that dry wit i love the bit where it's like this is some kevlar adamantium nunchuck fancy usher it's like this is a fist bang yeah that's really good and i think um really defined personalities i really like mench really toying with the idea of moon knight's identity and his connection to conchu and kind of the placement he has in an object that could be real or not, and he, in regards to his mental state, because that's that's such an important part of the character, and it's got a full spotlight now. Yeah, oh yeah, I would put that in. Um, so those two points that you raised, um, yeah, the, the themes of of this uh, this issue, I definitely put that main theme of this connection he has with Conchu and the reliance he has, and also actually it's discussed between Marlene and Samuel's the ambiguity. <laughs> of whether he was resurrected or whether he kind of just thought that and he ran with it and it's kind of part of his, um, you know, a mental state. Um, so that that's very important for this story and, and we'll see it um, arise in the second uh, issue as well where, uh, as they kind of predict here, he, he has a total like, breakdown because the statue's kind of broken and it's almost as if he's, um, you know, uh, he, you know, his special... I don't know, security blanket has been destroyed. So, uh, yeah, a very important issue here that, that Mensch has started to play with uh, because previously, apart from issue one with the origin, uh, we don't get much of this uh, Egyptian and Conchu connection in the Moon Knight stories. So it's important that it's come back here. Um, also, as well, uh, I'm just trying... Oh, what was the other the other point? <laughs> um yeah, oh, the, the identities. And, and, and we see Mensch is starting to round it out as well. So, Natasha, I'm not sure um, if you do read this in context with the rest of the issues, uh, it could be argued that Mensch was really kind of experimenting. He did, didn't really know where to go with, um, with Moon Knight. He just knew he would be a mercenary, um, you know, come back from the dead, and he fights crime. Uh, he's starting to now kind of... We can actually see the identities in play here with Jake Lockley... Um, and Moon Knight yeah. and Mark Spector. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a... There was, there's a great line where I think Marlene says, us all calling him a different name isn't yeah. helping thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's so good. That, yeah, it's very good. And and Marlene calls it out all the time because she always wants to call him Stephen. And uh, can you imagine how jarring it is if he calls you as this entirely new guy, like Lockley, you know? Hey Dal, yeah. hey Dal, can you like you know look up the the files on this? And you're thinking, hang on, hang on, hang on, you're you're the same guy. You've just gone a bit a bit crazy. Um, so yeah, so that's another kind of thing that that's kind of been revealed um, or Mench has been working on uh, in this issue that we see. Um, 
yeah, I guess uh, the villains. Um, Natasha, what did you think of... Uh, first of all, I mean, I know you're aware of, of Bushman. Were you aware of Midnight Man? Uh, I wasn't, no. Okay, what did you think uh, of him as a as a villain? I th- well, it's my it's a it's a bit hard because I'm sort of picking up the information as I'm reading. Yep. Um, he obviously is an art thief. Mm-hmm. Is that right? He's an yeah. Thief. Yeah. Um, which I dig as a concept. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the whole vengeance angle. Uh, and I, I think that any time Moon Knight refers to its its mythology or even its sense of even no like an interplay with art and the obscure and things like that, I think is when it's at its best. So I kind of mm. like the idea of you know enchanted objects that yeah yeah, yeah. actually I, I like. Yeah, I didn't actually. That's a good connection. I didn't actually connect that with um, Mogart being the art thief, and uh, and obviously he did steal the statue of Conchu. But um, yeah, that's an interesting, yeah, interesting view. Um, and, and Natasha, you don't have to be polite with with the villain. I was about to say he's trash, basically. I find him so uninteresting. Like he's a terrible character. Look, he's a bit naff, yeah. but I appreciate the um, the core of it. I mean, it would be nice to see them sort of, I don't know, sort of revisit some of this stuff in mm. the future. Well, he does leave he does leave a legacy, Midnight Man. Um, his son, Midnight Jeff Wild, has a has a big role um, in in later issues and in later runs as well. So, uh, yeah, we do get a bit of that. Um, and for me, I think Jeff Wilde is a lot more interesting than Midnight Man himself. Um, Connor, would you agree that Midnight Man here, I, I get the feeling Mensch found him boring because he, he, he um, appeared in issues, what, three and four or something? Um, and I found, I think Mensch found him boring and tried to make him more interesting by having him grotesque, you know, have that, that disfigurement. Because um, apart from that, he's really nothing. Like, he's just an art thief. Yeah, I think that's the problem of what I might get into it because I've uh, cheekily seen your score in the uh, prompt sheet. But I think uh, the the kind of problem with this issue and this character is really just a <laughs> he's just a pawn for Bushman and the setup for a second issue. Like, yeah, I, I think I'd agree that Mensch found it boring. It's just kind of he needs a mean to an end, and he's never going to use a Midnight Man again. So just give mm-hmm. him an excuse to be uh, maniacal and get him to this place to do this, so we can get. Bushman back in the picture and stakes on the table. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. Sorry, um, Natasha, you were going to say something. Oh no, I was going to say. I. I mean, I'm. That's the middle issue. So I. I will go back and I will read. Uh, the one that follows and the one that is before it. But I feel like if they could flesh Midnight Man out and make make him more than just an art thief who dresses up in an opera cape. Yeah. Which is a, that's literally which is a it. Bit now. Yeah, it, he's <laughs> just black and he's got a cape, and he. There's no reason why he's so athletic as well. Like he's, well, it's not explained, you know. Um, and the fact, the vengeance angle for me of of him having the deformity, 
may look it made it more interesting but not having i don't i don't know previous incarnations of midnight man yeah. but well, he, i didn't mind it okay well, he he literally got disfigured in that one panel where you see him and his face is dunked yeah. on that sewer and and that's it and apparently the sewer you know apparently it's radioactive cuz <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah look um, they, they i think they're reaching a bit but yeah. it was fun <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess it is what it is. And and I like to think, as you say, Connor, it, it's um, basically a tool used to to reintroduce Bushman because he was mentioned at the beginning, and it, it, Moon Knight showed his concern for Bushman returning, being such a uh, um, such a bad villain, such a, a dangerous person. So uh, I guess that's the sense um, that we get from it. Uh, Look, uh, as for references to other runs, as you, as you mentioned, uh, Natasha, um, there is a, a, a connection to issue seven with Frenchie because we see Frenchie working on the new moon copter. The old one crashed into Lake Michigan with uh, yeah. with that outbreak. Uh, we also have Midnight Man. Um, he did first appear in issue three. Um, I think that was it's actually. I think it was only issue three. He kind of it was a one and done adventure. Um, and so now he's returned in issue nine, um, and uh, the slight reference, as you said, in issue one, to the origin of Moon Knight. So th- those were the references to this run. Um, yeah, is there anything else? Um, I guess Natasha, that you found interesting, maybe characteriza- characterizations, or maybe art, or or the writing. I, I really like the sort of bold color use in it mm-hmm. like everyone's very defined by their coloring which i thought was quite cool and isn't really done so much these days yeah. um but i look i i had fun i had fun with this i really did um i kind of was expecting to maybe not like it just because i'm spoiled in terms of being raised in the last 20 years but um <laughs> yeah. i I I really enjoyed it, and it just made okay. me think, like, why aren't they why aren't they doing more with Moonlight? Yeah, well, let's hope. I mean, I hope Rosenberg is correct, and there is something around the corner. But I'm really glad that you liked it. I mean, it's a, it's such a different era, and it's such a different read. Like, I'm sure. You, I mean, as you mentioned, you pick up the difference between reading this and reading a modern day comic. It's a slower burn. <laughs> it's a slower pace. Um, and, it is. Yeah, but um, if you like this, it's really cool. I highly recommend uh, the the whole Mensch run. I mean, holistically, reading all those issues, um, it, it's so cool. I mean, he paints such a – he gives such a tone to Moon Knight, and he really does set him up as a character that we see him today. So it's really fun to see um, what Mensch has done to create that kind of like noir, um, slightly darker, seedier side, you know, um, of, of the Marvel Universe. Oh god, I would kill for like a noir style Moon Knight Daredevil like Yeah. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um yeah, Connor, any anything else? Any other final things to say for, for this issue? Yeah, just wanna give a shout out to uh St. Cabbage's art, which I think also adds to that heavy brooding noir. I think uh Rain makes a lot of art yeah, really absolutely. cool and yep. he absolutely just nails it. There's a lot of there's a lot of move towards uh, move towards from like 
kind of the basic backgrounds to a lot of heavily detailed interiors and that rain, a lot of tensions to shadow mm-hmm. and lighting and defined figures. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, we've got to remember as well, um, Natasha as well, so these were direct um, direct sale comics back in the day. So they were taken off the newsstand and um, they were exclusive for specialty shops like comic shops. Um, so they were given like more pages and they had less ads. So the issues actually do feel longer because they literally are a little longer than your typical issue. Um, but having said that as well and, and going on what Connor's comments were about the art... Um, uh, I think I think I've read or, or heard in the interview with Sinkevich. Obviously, timelines were really tough, um, you know. So uh, there are you know compromises in the art as well. Unfortunately, which Sinkevich had to had to had to make. You know, so you do see a lot of like bare backgrounds. You know, he he tries to um, put the backgrounds that are important. Um, stick to the ones that aren't. Uh, just like leave the ones blank that aren't. Um, but the ones that he do, like the rain, those rain scenes, Connor, are just brilliant. And I'm still very much impressed with uh, the perspectives he uses. He actually he tries out different perspectives, like really low-angle looking-up perspectives a lot. Yeah, I noticed that. And there's a lot of really good, especially since we're moving from, you know, sewers to the tops of buildings, that, that really works well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and it would be actually a thing to note as well, just a final thing on art. Um, so Sinkevich inks this as well as draws it. It's, it's interesting to compare when he has another inker as well. So you can actually really see um, Sinkevich's touch when, this, when he does ink it. It's, it is a lot more sketchier. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, um, if that is the case, how about we go into our moon rating system, Natasha I am going to give you the honour of going first. Now you can choose from the vanilla or the Konishu rating. What would you give this Vengeance in Reprise, Moon Knight, Volume 1, Issue 9 by Munch and Sinkevich? I think I'm going to go for the vanilla. And I think (laughs) I'm going to go... I think I'll go for a waning gibbous. Excellent. Um, okay, so is that a, a, a the higher end or the lower end? Higher end. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Nice one. Seven out of ten waning gibbous. I'm just going to chuck that in our archives because, Natasha, we are meticulous with our statistics. Uh, Love it. As you can see, I just made a spelling mistake there. Connor, how about you? Um, <laughs> what are we going for with this fantastic issue? I would give it an. I think I would give it. Uh, 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 no, I'll be generous. I'll give it a eight out of ten. A big beautiful yellow man. Um, big beautiful. I was. Yellow. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was surprisingly smitten with this issue. I think I was. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. It's definitely a setup for the next issue. But I think in that the art is just really striking. Arsenkevich completely coming to his own. I like. I especially like the first half. I think that mm-hmm. you're right. That noir sans couple with the rain is just absolutely mm. fantastic. I love the, for the a deeper exploration of uh, Mark's madness, and there's some there is some fantastic panel layouts. So I, I'd, I'd happily recommend this one as sort of someone even getting into Moon Knight for the first time. I think Midnight Man aside, who doesn't come back except for his son, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
great. Uh, that, they're very, very great. A good score. Eight out of ten. A big, beautiful yellow man there from Connorshoe. Uh, look, you've seen my scores. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm a little. I'm trying to be a little tougher these days, only because I want to give myself some wiggle room up towards the top, top end of the the marking spectrum. So I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I'm going for a, a getting sm- getting small moon. Is that right, Connor? Small. Is that what is small? Yeah, is uh, that... A little small, a little small, small bean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent. Well, I'm loving that. I'm going for a six out of ten. A getting small bean. Look, six out of ten is um, obviously it's above average. Um, I'm trying to reserve my eights, nines, tens for for really those issues that I will come back again and again and again to. This is I really did enjoy this, and I'm so glad Natasha that you loved it because. Um, this is a world, the Mensch world, the volume one, if you, seriously, if you read, invest some time to read volume one in its entirety, you will be sucked in into this world that Mensch creates with this pacing we, we talked about, with the pacing, with the lyrical prose, um, with St. Kevish's art. It's just a very a distinct series. And um, and there's a, there's a reason why a lot of loonies consider this the, the best run of Moon Knight because it can't be compared to other ones in the fact that it's just... It just creates this world, and, and, and that's the best way I can describe it. So um, very glad that you liked it. I hope you will um, be reading more, um, but I give it a solid six, a good a good getting small moon. So so there you go, loonies. It's, um, it's all happening. Three different scores for one. <laughs> very, very decent, a very decent issue, so check it out. All right, we are wrapping up. Thank you. A big thank you, Natasha, for... Um, for joining us this this episode has been so much fun having a chat thank you for having me i've loved every minute and i will actually i think i will go and uh head to kinnacornia or something and look for the collection because i think i'd like to read more oh awesome yeah yeah, oh, so glad to hear. And um, look, you're you're more than welcome anytime back onto the show. Um, you know, we also do the modern runs as well, so we'll be bouncing. I think we're doing the Bendis run for the modern run. So, um, you know, there's always plenty to say with that sort of uh, <laughs> with Moon Knight stories. Look, I always have plenty to say about Bendis. Um, rarely is it. Um... <laughs> I remember the Signal of Doom episode. Don't worry. Yeah. Lord. Yeah, look. Uh, Civil War. You might not. Yeah. Oh God! What? Oh, well, you know he's done what some. He's done some ha- yeah, he's done some good things, but yeah, you're right. He does some terrible things as well. Yeah, no joke. Uh, so huge thank you Um, Mooney Missives look we don't have any feedback for this issue Um, so look if you have any thoughts on this issue just drop us a line anyway post it up in the group or the page tweet us or uh, chuck something on Instagram we're always happy to hear it and read it out on the show but um, yeah I I think we covered it quite well Uh, I think it uh, you know Pats on backs all round, uh, Connishu, uh, it's been it's been marvellous again revisiting this with a new set of eyes yeah, it's been good, and thanks for thanks for stopping by, Natasha. I've got to check out that Signal of Doom episode. I think uh, mm. been a bit behind on that, but I think Dave will either forgive me or has already given up on me. Either way, <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Your uh, your perspective is absolutely loved and adored, and we hope to have you back soon. Is there any way you want to plug actually before we head off? Yes, good point. Uh not really. I'm just um, I'm, look. I'm just really honoured to to be on the show and. 
you know, I listened to I've listened to both uh, Last Sons of Krypton and Into the Night, and oh, cool. it's pretty amazing to oh. now, you know, be on a podcast with you guys. So thanks for having me. Oh, we are equally as chuffed. Don't you worry about that. Um, so, uh, like I said, anytime you're keen, just uh, let us know, and and um, we'll set something up. Uh, righty. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, Connor. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. No, that must have been a an echo in uh, a little bit of a gremlin, Scott, a bit of a gremlin scuttling around. Now, um, thank you once again, listeners, for listening. Uh, look, we are part of the collective. We're a band of a few like-minded podcasters, similar to the Signal of Doom, which Natasha has been on. Similar to uh, Capes and Lunatics, a fantastic podcast, and similar to another shout out Thanos and Adam Warlock podcast by um, by Al, a very cool, very cool podcast. There, there's a whole heap of us. Um, we basically do character-based podcasts or um, pop culture podcasts. Um, um, and uh, yeah, we've got all the links in the show notes there. Come follow all the other shows; they are—they're just really good. They're really great to listen to. I have all of them, if not most of them, on rotation. Um, finally, uh, you can find us uh, in a truncated version. Look, Connor, I've been trying to truncate this this last bit of the show, only because like all all the links are there anyway on the show notes. So. Um, I'll just say that you can drop us a line on email, itkmoonight at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We have a group and a page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We have a website on Libsyn and WordPress. Um, check them out if you want to. That has all the newsletters and all our episode summaries there for your entertainment. Um, speaking of which, I'll have to delve into and try to find a link to that old episode that we did this <laughs> review for, and I'll put that in. So no wonder. <laughs> so you can compare and contrast listeners. Uh, a big thank you once again for listening. Again, iTunes ratings, if you do like what you hear, um, it would be great if you rate us. A five-star review would be awesome. Uh, even if it's a one or two-star, uh, let us know what we can do to improve the show. We're always looking to improve it, so that's um, that's really good. And also, finally, uh, podcast catches. Look, we're on all the all the main ones apple podcasts google stitcher spotify soundcloud iHeartRadio, podbean podcast republic tune in all of that pizzazz um natasha what's your what's your poison what's your um, podcast catcher of choice uh it tends to be uh is itunes apple yeah apple okay apple yeah, yeah, cool. yeah apple podcast tends to be the one i go for yeah nice yeah nice and solid I- yeah, sometimes I heart radio, but oh, really? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, nice. Rarely, but yeah, I always yeah. wonder about those other like apps because I always thought Apple and Google and all that would take the lion's share of it. But uh, however you want to listen to us, loonies, please do. It's it's fantastic. And finally, as well, if you just if you can just share our show as well, there's a little added thing from uh, I've learned from my mates at TV Podcast Industries. Just share the show, tell your friends. You know, um, spread the word. It's all good. Uh, anyway, a big thank you once again, um, Natasha. I keep on trying to say Rebecca. <laughs> Sorry. It's one of the other high priests. Um, That's fine. <laughs> Natasha, a huge thank you uh, once again. Um, and uh, Konishu, uh, do you mind signing us out for this little ditty? I can do that. Thanks once again for listening, uh, checking us out, hanging out with us. And uh, above all else... Enjoy the rest of your night, because you know that Konshu will be watching over the denizens of the night. Goodbye, everybody. Catch up. See ya. Moonlight.
Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.